Okay, Bill, have you ever wondered where hamsters might go on vacation? I just think that they get behind that wheel and drive and drive and drive, but I, I, I never <laughs> thought about they it. They never go anywhere. They do. They, they're just going around and they're around happy to and go, around. Right? They're just happy to go. No, but where they really want to go. Where? I, I, I don't know. Hamsterdam. Hamsterdam. <laughs> I've always wanted to go to Hamsterdam. <laughs> I hear they ride a lot of wheels. Wheels are the w- mode of transport there. Have you noticed? The wheels on a paddle boat? On bicycles and hamster oh. wheels. and every. I think that that's the city where they ride bicycles everywhere. There are know? a lot of bikes the, there, but I think canals Amsterdam, everywhere. I just think of the canals. Canals and water. And yeah. We stayed on a houseboat there, my son and I, when we went to Hamsterdam. Really? Yeah. It was really cool. I bet. Yeah. So, uh, folks, you'll, you'll get to hear more really horrible jokes like that in this episode. <laughs> Buckle up. Strap in. Yeah. Because we're talking about, we'll be talking about people travel and uh, maybe hamsters and rabbits and whatever, where they're traveling. We're talking Mm -hmm. about travel. Travel. And. The capital T. We're also going to associate that with places. Mm -hmm. So, because you you can't just travel to be traveling, Mm -hmm. but usually you're traveling to go to a place. Yeah. Right. Yeah, the places. definition of travel is, you know, from one destination to another destination. And that not is not necessarily from the living room to the refrigerator. Thank you That's for a that. short trip. <laughs> Thank you I'm for that. I'm gesturing again. Thank you for that definition. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was accurate. It's very astute. <laughs> okay. Where's my dunce hat? Got to wear it again. If you all are into traveling, you please come through northeastern Oklahoma and Absolutely. stop in at us. I am Sean. I'm Bill. Stop in at us. <laughs> stop in, and, and as, I, as I've said, the words mark the spot. We're the building on Main Street and Locust Grove with the, all the lettering on the side of yes. the most unique building in town. Oh, well, in, in the... In the county, in this part of the state. <laughs> right. Or the, that, the world. The world. Okay, I knew I wasn't big enough. No. I knew I wasn't getting big enough. No, I'm kidding. So we're coming to you from the Rural Oklahoma Museum of Poetry in Locust Grove, and we talk to you. If this is the first time you're listening, well, that's great. That, that, Thank that is you. cool, right. And uh, we come to you every week for 30 minutes or so and talk about poetry and make it where you really want to know about poetry right you really want to you really want to chime in sometimes correct us <laughs> mm-hmm. sometimes you know just uh yeah, yeah add you, your add your opinion you can send us messages or comment on our website right. about various things you can obviously leave us reviews too we love those right five stars five stars <laughs> always and uh, complimentary points about our um uh, voices and mm. our content yes <laughs> we, we would enjoy that certainly but do you can you tell me what Mark Twain said about travel? Uh oh, yes, uh, something about it is conducive to something about ignorant. Uh... You, you know, you're on the, you know, your hamster wheels on the right track. Let I me, got some of those words flew off the wheel, and I've kept they them. Flew off the wheel, but, and I but don't have the, the others. You're on the right track. I don't you're just have on the a slower words. wheel. Yeah. Mark Twain said, travel is fatal to prejudice, bigotry, and narrow-mindedness, and many of our people need it sorely on these accounts. Yes. Broad, wholesome, charitable views of men and things cannot be acquired by vegetating in one little corner of the earth all one's lifetime. Wow. 
Yes. How Vegetating true, in the corner. How true is that? I got to write yeah. that down too because that actually might be a good title for yeah. something. Vegetating in the corner. But experiencing other people's culture, their part of the world, their uh, families, their environments, it's just eye opening, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I say that as someone who's traveled minimally. I've been to Mexico and Australia. I want to go to many more places. Yeah. Because I know I'm, I just know there are many places I want to see. Yeah. I haven't traveled a whole lot either. I mean, I, I did get to go to Europe a couple of times, but I haven't, I'm not an extensive traveler. But I did get out of the little town that I was born in, mm-hmm. where we're sitting mm-hmm. right now, and uh, for many years, yep. and did meet uh, a lot of different people from a lot of different places. As so. the Indigo Girls would say, you got your paper and you were free. Mm-hmm. You know, so you get, you get that paper. And it allows you to climb climb that staircase and do your thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I tried to get my second paper and I flunked out. So I don't know what that says. You got your paper. <laughs> you got your paper. You know. <laughs> so we have in the museum right now, it's a very interactive, low-tech little museum. And we have an exhibit called 15 Tip, 15 Themes in Poetry. And one of them, one of the themes is travel. Travel, travel. or journey. Travel. And um, every, every little theme that we have in the exhibit is, has something to do with the body. So there's lots of mannequins and mm. heads yeah. and things yeah. like that in here because yeah. I like those. Sean, do you think travel <laughs> is the ultimate? To me, I'm gonna, I think travel is the ultimate luxury. Oh. The ability to, to uh, a, a, sometimes it does take expense. Yes. Sometimes it does not. Yeah. But the ability to travel, to take time away, to go experience, immerse, and enjoy, mm-hmm. and see uh, is invaluable, and it's the ultimate luxury. Yeah. Whether it's the savannah in Africa or the Great Barrier Reef in Australia, or whether it's just a cool little museum in Locust Grove, mm-hmm. the, the ability to travel mm-hmm. is just, it's, it's extraordinary, and it's so enlightening. It is. I mean, just to go to a place where there are people who are a little bit different from you, that doesn't normally take that much. Mm-mm. I mean, because you can go from, like, if you lived here in this little town of 1,400 people, Tulsa's only 45 minutes away. Right. Go to Tulsa. There's lots of places there where you can interact with people who are very different from you and you know raised differently have different ideas and Mm -hmm. you can interact and you can find you know go to go to a museum go downtown walk the streets whatever right tulsa (laughs) tulsa is quite a bit more obviously more culturally diverse yeah and it's true it's uh, has quite a lot of uh of uh, uh diversity and stopping points from the bob dylan center to the center of the universe Mm mm-hmm to the uh, Guthrie Green, you know, which we talked about in a in the podcast. last episode, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So travel and journeying, and there's a prompt. There's a prompt with every one of these themes, so, and people have left their comments and their drawings and their little things on sticky notes, and they've traced their hands and wrote things on those. Mm-hmm. So there's all kinds of things in the museum right now uh, that people have left in this exhibit because it's been up, I don't know, almost a year now. I don't remember when I started it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, the the theme says, the roads we travel become a part of who we are. They will tell our story over time. They need not take us far in terms of distance. But if we let them, they can take us to limitless places. And the activity that you're asked to do there, there's a, um, what do you call it? It's a hanging mannequin top. It's not the full mannequin. You know, mm-hmm. it's just the torso. Uh-huh. And she says myth on her, and she's covered in a cape. That's yes. a map. Yes. Uh-huh. The activity is draw a simple map of a place you have been that is important to you. Write a phrase to show what that place represents to you and attach it to the wall. 
Right. So we're going to talk about somebody who did that on an yep. index card. And I find this interesting. They didn't draw a picture of a Hawaiian island and a yeah. beach. <laughs> it's a residence or a building. Yeah, yeah. It's and, the floor plan. Uh-huh. And it's actually a cabin, mm-hmm. specifically. Yeah. Um, that that meant something to this person. Yeah. And experiences and if, within. If you're listening to us and you're not on uh, wackypoemlife.com listening, you want to go over there and you can look at the picture of what we're talking about. So I'm just on a three by five index card, someone has drawn the floor plan for a cabin. And then on the other side of it, they have added just a few words, cabin at O-S-A-I. And I conjecture that that's Oklahoma Summer Arts Institute. Right. Cabin number one, acceptance, fun, family. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's where this person experienced all of those things. Mm-hmm. You know, The Summer Arts in- Institute down there in South Western, yes, Western. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> got to get my di- directions right. It's really a marvelous place. It is a place where people, uh, teenagers who are interested in all kinds of arts, can go and really have life-changing experience for a few weeks in right. the summer. Right. And it's one of those places too that you can go for free if you, you know, do the scholarship and all of that. So right, it's really cool. Right. And this person apparently, you know, that's the place that they thought of. When, you know, the prompt said to you, a place you've been that's important. And, even, and what does it represent mm-hmm. to you? And, mm-hmm. you know, uh, even the sleeping quarters, couch pullout, bed, bunk beds, fridge. You know, there were some, obviously, some very good times had here. Yeah. Yes. Counter, stove, cabinets. They remember everything. Even the way the doors opened. Clearly. You the way oh, the, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Right. It's got the little dots to show how the door yeah. opens out. That's pretty cool. Maybe this person's kind of going to be an architect. I the chair was blue, blue chair. Mm-hmm. Blue chair. I noticed, uh, uh, and I'm speaking of travel, at, at the the latest uh, work fest we had, and we had people from Tulsa, from mm-hmm. Durant. Uh, I, I think people that travel specifically long distances to attend something like this, they intrigue me. Yeah. Yeah. I find it very intriguing. Yes, you came I would like, to our little museum. I w- I'd like to be that yeah. person, yeah. you know, <laughs> to stumble up, stumble upon this or that. Or mm-hmm. uh, When I was in Australia, I, I, I was at a little pub, and I was um, having something to drink, and they had a little back door at the back alleyway, and I opened the back door, and this um, beautiful Indian couple were having a traditional wedding, and they were strolling down the, the, the alley behind, and I had just opened the door, and I happened to catch people throwing marigold petals in front of them. Oh. And I thought, how cool to experience! And they yeah. smiled. And they smiled at me. I nodded at them. And I thought, what a perfect moment! Yeah. I even got a photo. Oh, neat! I thought this is the benefits of travel. These mm-hmm. these gold dust moments mm-hmm. in time. Mm-hmm. You know. Now I also want to go to Africa and see a lilac-breasted roller uh-huh. instead of an elephant. I don't want to. You know, I'm, elephants. Are elephants cool. are okay. They're good. Lilac-breasted roller. You want to get your bird? I want to get my bird. On. I want to get that bird. That beautiful bird. <laughs> So that experience when you were standing there in the doorway and you see the marigolds and the couple coming down and were there people, all the family yes. and everything behind them And they were coming? dressed in traditional, uh, maybe Hindu or mm-hmm. um, attire with a, a different type of a wedding dress with a, how, a train. And uh, How yes. did that make you feel? Um, I, it made me feel sort of, um, uh, I think it made me feel fortunate. It made, it made me feel... Um, Included mm-hmm. that they would look at me and smile instead of they didn't walk by and not and not uh, acknowledge me. They smiled at me. It made me feel part of a part connected in to humanity. Is awesome. what it did. 
is what awesome. it did. Yep. All right. You answered my question just oh, okay. like I wanted you oh. to, Bill. <laughs> Yay! You know me so well. <laughs> because I was thinking after I was looking at this map and I looked at this person's three words, acceptance, fun, and family, I went back in time. Oh. You remember back when you were in high school or college? Mm-hmm. Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs. Yes, I do. Yes. Yes. So look, go, we're going to go back to some psychology here. I, I remember. I think most everybody who ever went to school remembers this. You I would know, hope you had so. had to study it. I would and, hope so because it does hold true. At any class. But one of those needs is love and belonging. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's just what you mentioned of mm-hmm. acceptance, of, you know, yeah. being part of something. Yes. And so this person has written down family. Yes. And that's where family comes in with the, the need for love and belonging. And that's number three in the hierarchy. Right in the middle. Yeah, down mm-hmm. at the bottom. The, what's the, the base it, thing? It, is, it's more survival. It's food and water. Yes. It's the basic, it's the basic survival. Yeah items body uh, things of the body mm-hmm. which is that's sur- just what this exhibit is too it is you know yes, the 15 themes that are embodied mm-hmm. um yeah physiological needs and then the the next one up from that is safety mm-hmm. needs and to me sometimes those two go together mm-hmm. because uh physiological you need uh you know food and all that but you need shelter mm-hmm. too and so this person has drawn a floor map this is the shelter that they were in and they felt probably safe and secure mm-hmm. in that cabin. Uh, but then the next is love and belonging. And then these other words, uh, and the next one up is esteem. Yes. Yeah, okay. And I've got, I just had a great idea for, uh, for I, here's what I do. And you're going to write this down. I know you're going to do it. <laughs> I flirt with you self. You flirt. I flirt with self. Oh, you're I, such a flirt. I, I'm a flirt. I, and I've done this for years. I flirt with self-actualization. Mm-hmm. That's the last one. I try so. I th- I'm almost there. I know what it takes to get there. So I, I, I flirt with self-actualization. So flirting with self-actualization. <laughs> that sounds like that would be a great title for a book. I don't, I don't I understand I, why you think you I, don't get there. Well, I, I, I'm not because, I, you know, I tend to think, oh, wouldn't it be great to have this cool car? No, 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 no. I need a, I need a low-carbon emission, low-carbon footprint vehicle. I know what I need to get there, but I just can't quite get there. Yeah. But I know that I want to get there. Maybe that's part of it, knowing that I knowing that I need want to or need to. Well, I feel like that you are in that area of self-actualization because similar to the card that this person has because they wrote the word fun. fun. And that's where fun goes fun. too. Yeah. Happiness. Happiness. Happiness yeah. is a lofty goal. Yeah. Very well, lofty. Well, mm-hmm. you are a fun and happy oh, person. Well, thank you. I, I, I try to as be. As far as I can tell. I, I thank you. <laughs> I want to show this is fun and happy. I'm suddenly, yeah. I'm, I'm Lucy now, and we are at the psychiatrist booth. <laughs> and do you have five cents? I, because I'm I, going to continue. I, I got a nickel. <laughs> I'll plug that can with a nickel. You know. This is a problem you get into when you start talking about psychology. You know, I, would, I would love to have that in this museum, a Lucy booth where I could sit behind <laughs> with, the, with the tin can and, uh, during one of the events. I would love to be a... I do have that. It's called the couch over there the in couch. my office. And you, how many people sit on that and <laughs> just unload with you, you know? You need to have a can, and if they're going to give you their problems, you're going to say, you're going to have to plug this, sucker. Hey, you know what? The local uh, police chief, Chief Windwinter Eagle, he was just in here yesterday oh, sitting on the couch there's a talking lot, to me. There's a lot to unload about, uh, you know, yeah. and I, I feel for him. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. I do too. Yeah. He's, he's a great guy. Yeah. We had a good conversation. Cool. But anyway, so that's that's where my mind went with this because that is um, what's another reason why we travel. I think is to try and find and to meet some of those uh, needs 
that we have that are in that age-old, I don't know when he wrote that, but it's an old hierarchy of needs. It's kind of controversial, but I think we still pretty yeah. much Have you experienced in, in your travels anything like I experienced in Australia where you stumble upon the most unexpected thing? And you think, if not but for my, if not but for my, you know, embarking, I would never, ever have seen this event. Yes, and I've talked about it before on here, and okay. I've written a poem about it because it happened, was it last summer or the summer before last, when we were in a cemetery and we were looking for the grave of um, the woman whose name just went straight out of my head, the okay. suffragist who her grave was in this little cemetery mm -hmm. in New York. Do you remember me talking about yes, that? Yes, Yeah. And there was a man wandering around with grass on his shirt, and I thought he was a homeless man sleeping in the cemetery. And he said, oh, yes, I knew her well. But, you know, she'd been dead since 1920 <laughs> or something. And then he started, you know, telling us these stories and yes. wandering around trying to help us find the grave. And it was just – and then his wife showed up um, – as we were getting in the car and said, have you seen this man who's wandering around? <laughs> yeah. So something that might have been an annoyance turned out to be it, an asset. It, it, it was lovely. Yeah. And he got to have a conversation with us and she found him and he, she made him, made him back to the house with him. And we, and we did, and she was the one who told us where the grave was. I'll so we did actually find it. Roundabout way. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I love those yeah, moments. I, I love know. those moments. I know. That it's pretty cool. But you do have to leave your front door to find them, Sean. You do. You know, and that's hard for some people, you know. It is. It is. We have devices. We have televisions. We need to walk out the front door, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, there's nothing that can, can beat a one-on-one, face-to-face -on -face experience. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's, um, it's a challenge. It can, be, it can be wonderful. It can be devastating. But, you know, what you have to have, and I think this is what you have to have to come in this museum if, to get you in here. you got to have a little curiosity. Curiosity. You know. And you're not going to be judged for walking in the day. If you, know, if you need, need the grocery store, we'll direct you. But come on in and look a, a bit. Yeah, yeah. You know? We don't care. I don't walk. I don't usually even get out of my office when people walk in. You know, I just say, hi, you know, mm -hmm. look around and whatever. I only come out and talk to them if, I've, if they really want me to come out and talk. Mm -hmm. I don't want to interfere what the experience that you might have here. So it's don't like, feel like you're going to walk in this little museum and, you know, that I'm going to follow you gonna around. And someone's going to dog you or shout at you yes. like, <laughs> like they do at some of these grocery stores when you bag your own groceries and they're behind you. <laughs> yeah. when like, Well, or some, some museums I've been in too where somebody's following me around talking the whole time. It's just like, mm, yeah, not so much. Yeah. There's a poem by one of my favorite poets called Edna St. Vincent Millay, and it's just called Simply Travel. It's a short little poem. I thought I'd read that. Absolutely. Okay. Travel. The railroad track is miles away, and the day is loud with voices speaking. Yet there isn't a train goes by all day, but I hear its whistle shrieking. All night there isn't a train goes by, though the night is still for sleep and dreaming. But I see its cinders red on the sky and hear its engines steaming. My heart is warm with the friends I make. And better friends I'll not be knowing, yet there isn't a train I wouldn't take, no matter where it's going. Yes. <laughs> Hop on that train. Take yeah. off. <clears throat> Doesn't matter where. Be a hobo. Jump on that, you know, <laughs> sleep on bays, bales of hay, you know. So I want to ask you something. You know mm -hmm. me fairly well. Where do you think I would like to go and wander the property and sit and sketch and read and look and... 
Wherever Edwin Waytill lived. Thank you. Trailwood, <laughs> Trailwood, Hampton, Connecticut. Okay. It's on my. I've you been know, to Hampton, it's Connecticut. It's like please don't let me die before I go there and, and sit and draw and sketch and the Starfield and the Juniper Juniper Row and the and the the pond and um, Firefly Meadow and so forth. Mm-hmm. I have something I want to read you. Okay. A very short little ditty about travel. I want a life measured in first steps on foreign soils and deep breaths. A brand new. In brand new seas, I want a life measured in welcome signs, each stamped with a different name, border marked with metal and paint. Show me the streets that don't know the music of my meandering feet, and I will play their song upon them. Perfume me, please, with the smells of far away. I will never, I will never wash my hair if it is promised to stay. I want a life measured by the places I haven't gone. Short sleeps on long flights, strange voices teaching me new words to describe the dawn. Mm. Just give me new experiences. Yeah, new words to describe yeah. the dawn. That's yeah. really cool. This, yeah. this earth is a tiny planet. You know, we get out there and explore it. Yeah, you know? and if you are a writer, if you're a poet, or if you think about you want to write something and you want to write some poetry, that's very inspiring, and that helps you. If you oh, go to yes. some place, and you don't have to have some big epiphany about it, just describe what you see and hear there and feel. Yeah. yeah, and I think when that happens, when that happens and it's genuine, man, you can do good stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, people that are published like you, like maybe you felt that I, you know, when I write, it's typically I feel things, and it's mm-hmm. like it, it, sometimes it's really conveyed well. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I just did a workshop with some people the other day who had who wanted to write poetry, but they really hadn't done much of it and didn't have much tool, tools. And so we were talking about that. We were talking about the um, emotion that you feel when you're writing a poem. And the um, the thing that you have to resist is just writing about your emotion because then the poem falls flat. Mm-hmm. So write about the experience that you had that produced the emotion. Write about it in all its detail with the imagery and all of that, and it will... You will still feel the emotion, and then it will be evoked in other people, too, that are reading it. Yeah, so. they will get to feel their response and their emotion. Right. right? Which, you know, this and that little drawing that we're talking about for this time, the floor plan of that cabin at the Art Institute, that kind of did it for me. I looked at that because I've drawn little floor plans like that all mm-hmm. my life, too. I like doing that. And then to have those words on there, it, it really helped me to think about. It's not a poem. It's the occasion for a poem. Yes. But but it helped me to think about some ways that I could write about a similar experience, too, right. which is cool. Absolutely. You you ready for a little bit of a game? I am always <laughs> since I scored so highly in my the last session. So we're talking about kind of blueprints and travel and maps and mm-hmm. there's a there's a group on Facebook that I really like and it's just called Terrible Maps. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and they are they're just horrible maps. Yep. There's one that's like it's a map of the United States and the and it says the top 12 states to live in. Oh. And guess which ones are highlighted? Um the top 12. <laughs> That's what it is. It's the top ones oh, across. Oh, the top 12. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, up north. Geographically top. Geographically top. Yep. There's one. It's called cow to person ratio in Wisconsin. Cow to person. <laughs> cow to person. Um, there's one about uh, of Europe, and it says Europe if it was invisible. And uh, so it has uh, all of Europe is in camo. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Hard to see in disguise. Yeah. <laughs> but here's another one. And this one is, it's called, it's it's got the, it's the U.S. map, and it's got a different word in each state. And the 
tagline is, why is, you know, Oklahoma yeah. so, and then there's one word that mm. they put to define Oklahoma. Okay. So you're ready to guess yeah, what ready. these words are? I'm ready to guess, Which, yeah. Uh, well, let's start with Oklahoma. Okay. So why is Oklahoma so... Uh, weedy. W-H-E-A-T-Y. <laughs> you know, this is... W- hey, what? Wheaty. <laughs> oh, wheat. A lot of wheats. <laughs> no, if it hadn't really been weedy, that might go along with uh, Republican. Oh, is this what? <laughs> well, that's a that's a fifty thousand million dollar question. Why is Oklahoma so Republican? Okay, here's here's your here's your state you grew up in. Why is New Mexico so foreign? Because I people would ask me, why do you live in Mexico? You realize that's part of the United States. Why is New Mexico so hot? So uh, so um, chilly. Poor. Chilly. C H I L E. Poor. Get it? Poor. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I resemble that you'll, remark. You'll get this one. Why is Texas so... Messy. <laughs> why is Texas so... Why is Texas so... Backward. A big. Uh, huge. Full, yeah. You got it. Big. Okay. Why is Kansas so... Uh, flowery. Sunflowery. So um, uh, flat. You gonna, flat. You flat. got it. Okay. You worked yourself flowery into flat. it. Flowery flat. Why is Nebraska so... Um, uh, windy, um, oh, prairie-ish. <laughs> uh, Nebraska, why, husky, husker, corn, so much corn, husky. Boring. Bo- oh, uh-oh, we're going to get, we're going to get corn cops thrown at us. What's, what's one you want to pick? Which one, uh, what's I, one you want to try? I want to try Louisiana. Okay, why is Louisiana so? Gatory. <laughs> You know they bite you. you. Can't even walk. Can't even watch your do- walk your dog past a, a golf course pond without get, getting eaten up. Okay, I'm looking at this map, oh. and I can see there's one other state that they've got the same word for it that Louisiana's is, and that is uh, Tennessee. Why is Tennessee? Tennessee so and Louisiana. Why are they so humid? Southern, uh, mossy. You're oak. getting there. Southern. Uh, uh, drawly, uh, drawly. Southern drawl. Um, music like Cajun. <laughs> Racist. Oh no! Oh, gosh, I wouldn't got that. I wouldn't have got that pyramid, Dick Clark. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Here's four of them up there that all have the same word. Okay. Uh, why is Montana, North Dakota, South Dakota, and Minnesota so big? <laughs> sky. Um, why are they so uh, sparsely populated? <laughs> Why are they so? Why do they kill so many deer? Why so so frigid, cold? <laughs> why are they so cold? Okay. Good, good People hand. at home, I'm doing some gestures to help him out here. <laughs> I need it. I'm my, my brain's kicked off. Have we played this out? Should we do one or two more? What do you think? Let's do one more. Why is Utah so? Uh, Mormon. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. That that just rolled off my tongue like. Like water, you know. <laughs> Why are they so dang Mormon? Oh, yeah. this is this is a pretty good map. Why is Washington so? Um, why is Washington so capitalistic? It's uh, actually the opposite of the Oklahoma one, sort of. Democratic, uh, left-leaning, blue, liberal, liberal, yeah. liberal. Yeah. Okay. Why is California so sunny, surfy, <laughs> sharky? Um, 
Disney, uh, why, uh, expensive. Expensive, okay. definitely. I don't know. <laughs> this is I bad. Been to California a long this time. This is bad if you live in Georgia. Why is Georgia so peachy? <laughs> <laughs> um, Ku Klux Klanny. <laughs> Yeah, it's backwards is the word oh, that's okay. on on there. I don't get this one. It has a Virginia. Why is Virginia so strict? Because it's, it's for Virginia lo- because strict. it's for lovers apparently, isn't that the motto? Why would that be strict? I don't though? know. Someone had some bad experiences in Virginia. Okay, we'll do one more. Okay. Why is Maine so moosey? <laughs> um <laughs> I like, I like my answers. Um, why is Maine <laughs> <do> so <laughs> um, um, green, foresty, bears? Uh, uh, you know, I don't know. Why, why, why do they talk with Think such Think about a, demographics. Why is it so Canadian? Why is it so north? Why is it so – why does it have to stick out in the ocean so far northeast and be in the furthest state northeast? <laughs> <laughs> You're no help. I'm well, just. Why is Maine so white? White. I did not know it was so white. I thought it was. I think know, it's pretty white. Pretty white. Yeah. Uh oh. Isn't that good? Interesting. I would. There's other maps on there uh, on the terrible maps. One of them is the traditional hats of Europe. And so mm. it's the whole map of Europe with just little hats in oh different my places. <laughs> uh, the continents arranged to look like a chicken. <laughs> Someone doesn't like Europe. <laughs> Lastly, I like this one. Uh, the U.S., it's a map of the U.S., and it's called Bagel Quality by Geography. Okay. And it either says not good or good right, in your state. Some, some states don't even know what a bagel is. No, right? every state says not good. Oh. The only state that says good. It's either New York, or bagels. New, New York or New Jersey. It's New Jersey. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I think, Which is true. Okay. It is true yeah. because um, – the best bagels I ever had were in New Jersey. New Jersey. They know yeah. how to lock it up, right? Yeah. Right. Those ones you get down at the Walmart here? Mm-mm. Oh, no. no. Don't However, do in Albuquerque, they make a green chili and sour cream bagel. That well, so it's possible. I know. That's possible. Yeah, but you're right. That's where it originated, right? <laughs> well, we need to travel more, Sean. we got, we got to travel more. Yeah. Yeah, I know, but I don't want to go to places that are too boring or cold or white or, or moosey, backwards. Or moosey or, or sharky. Moosey or sharky. <laughs> or gatory. I kind of don't want to go to racist places either, but, you know, we can't avoid them around here. Well, yeah, it depends what where you go, I suppose. You know, what's racist places? Is it, you know, That sounds like a southern candy. Oh, I, you know, I bet you would have got this one, too. Why is Colorado so... Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> uh, snowy. No, it's about people. It's about oh. the people. Uh, what, what's your What's your stereotype about people in Colorado? I think that they're um, hippie, snowy, easygoing, uh, John Denvery. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, um, they're. I think that they're liberal and they're. Um, they're they like to sl- snowboardy. Yes, if you snowboardy a lot, what What do you like? Your uh, ski. You're um, dressed warmly. You're fit. You're fit. Over we go. Fit. That was the one. I think that's the only fit. one they labeled. Whoever made this map, they labeled. I'll fit. tell you what. Was I'll Colorado tell you another city where you, I felt like I was 300 pounds of Sydney, Australia. Everyone there was so. It, they looked like the cover of Muscle magazine, or it was amazing. The, the native population are so fit. Yeah. 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 Great. 
They Great eat city. and do things eat, differently. And they run. Everyone runs. Yes, they were jogging, yeah, running, say, they swimming. Much more active, much better diets than we do for the most part. Yeah. But travel. Travel and find Tra- out. Travel. See for yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Try that food. I'll try almost anything once on yep. foods. Mm-hmm. You know, and and there's some I found I did not like. Right. But most things I've tried, I I like in some way. But you didn't unless you travel and tried. No, and it's hard, you know, especially if you grow up in landlocked like Oklahoma. It's kind of hard to eat some some seafood you you didn't grow up eating in them, and you really got to develop a taste for them. I Mm -hmm. think. That's true. Yes. But you know, maybe they feel that way about beef. (laughs) Well, and you know, I put green chili in everything that doesn't that that allows me to. Yeah. So. People think that's kind of odd. Green chili on everything. Mm-hmm. Okay, there we go. We, that's it. we had another episode and we're about do... something. We talked about so many different things. I'm... We need to write these down because you, <laughs> I'll bring up a subject and Sean will say, Sean will say uh, Bill, we've we've talked about that. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, we're on. This is episode 91. Right. So we're moving right along. We have talked about a lot since we got started. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna continue because I'm not tired of it. If any of our listeners have anything <laughs> that they're really really passionate about, would like us to discuss or maybe ponder, that'd be a great way to get in touch with us. Let us know, and we'll delve deep. Just let us know because I'm kind of you know I tell people that ask me about how did you start the museum or why did you start it, and I always just tell them because nobody stopped me, mm-hmm. and so I assume we'll just keep doing That's this until answer. somebody. That's a great answer because no one no one stopped us. you, and you didn't stop yourself. No. That's the that's the biggest. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Right. All right. Well, thanks again, you guys. Uh, go over to wackypoemlife.com. You can check out the pictures for this episode and give us a review on, on Apple Podcasts. Five stars. Yes. And, and write a little something. We, we'd love you and appreciate you for it. Yeah. Happy trails. Yeah. Donut dog. Hey.